teach you how to make money while traveling the world. Uh, so we're doing this interview with Nicholas. He's out in California, and we're actually in South America, and our friend and co-host Scott Patton is over there in uh, Europe. So we're in three different continents. Croatia. Yes, Croatia as part of Europe. So we're in three different continents, in three different countries, in three different cities, in three different time zones, and we somehow made it work. Uh, so on this, uh, on this interview, we're going to be interviewing Nicholas about uh, his travel journeys, about his book that he wrote, and also about his network called uh, uh, The Travel List. Uh, so uh, Nicholas, uh, uh, before we start with Nicholas, uh, maybe Scott, you can uh, do a quick uh, intro about how is life in Croatia, and then we'll get uh, uh, Nicholas on. Sounds good. I definitely want to visit Croatia. That's one of the countries I haven't been. I've been to about 20 plus countries in Europe, but haven't done much of the eastern side of the European continent yet. Uh, we're actually in uh, Guyana, which is a former British colony. Now it's become independent for 51 years. It's such a beautiful part of South America. And one of the best things, it's the only English-speaking country in South America. So after traveling around uh, South America for the last two months, speaking Spanish and Portuguese, or trying to speak Spanish and Portuguese, uh, and French in French Guyana and Dutch in Suriname, we're super excited to being around an English environment where we can finally communicate with the locals. We can finally read the menus. Uh, we can finally uh, understand what people are saying all around us. So we're loving Guyana, and uh, uh, you know we're, we're glad to have Nicholas on here. So Nicholas uh, is a travel writer. He has a published book, and he's a travel network creator. Uh, so we're going to be learning all about his book and his network he's created. Uh, so Nicholas, maybe you want to do a quick intro about uh, where you are, the Napa Valley, and uh, tell us a little bit about your background. First, Scott, I'm jealous of your information. I don't know what they're doing. They do. They're doing such a bad place. I'm just going to go so bad, I guess. That's right. Uh, but the best thing is, you know, when I lived in San Francisco, I was brought to San Francisco. So I hear a lot of people tell me, how did you get dealt with the hard flight? Was and 
the streets of San Francisco really without a clue what to do with my life. I had a real blue-collar job. All my friends were down, you know, going to get jobs. And I was, you know, living at home, um, toiling around. Then I decided that I would go to Greece at least one more summer, summer trip uh, at age 20. And, and I'll come back, then come back in so I was on the island of Eos where my life, with those serendipitous moments of travel, were beautiful head. And I met a couple from Sweden. So I met Sven and Maria from Sweden. I mentioned this amazing airline ticket that they bought from the airline company. My first response was, Where's Bangladesh again? Somewhere near India? Where's Bangladesh again? So, long story short, they convinced me to forfeit my return ticket continue with them to the Indian subcontinent, which I did, and... But by little, I went all through India, every, every, almost every crack and crevice in India. I trekked out in front of base camp. I uh, traveled all through Bangladesh, um, through Burma, through Thailand, all through South, Southeast Asia, Indonesia. Um, I flew from Bali to Darwin. I went overland. I drove, a, I drove a VW bug with three guys from Darwin to Sydney. I think I finally returned home. Now I'm 25 with no job. Oh no. Now what do I do? Well, knowing I had to do something, uh, the very first thing that my parents said to me was, your sister is a school teacher and will have a pension when she's older. What are you going to do with your life? What did I do? And first, I Later, this time I knew I had to do something. So a light bulb went on. History degree, marketing minor. I just returned from long journeys around the world where I purchased airline tickets along the way. I met travel agencies in the likes of Athens, Bangkok, and Sydney. What did I do? I started the first successful travel agency in the United States specializing in discount around the world airfares. And that's how that was my entrance into the travel industry. Nice. And then from there, I um, little by little became um, writing about travel. I became an author, and that was the beginning of uh, my entrance into the travel industry. So you never know in life. What's the name of your book, Nick? It's called Going Local: Experiences and Encounters on the Road, and it's about experiencing travel, immersing with locals, sharing a meal. Um, different things we can do on travel. We can volunteer. We can look at you guys. We all came from somewhere. You know, you can live in another country. How travel changes your life through interacting with local people, always protecting the planet. Cool. You reminded me of a story when I was uh, 23. I went to Australia and I ended up going the opposite way you did and went into Southeast Asia and India and then came home. And when I was in Bali, it was, we were going to take a ferry from Bali to Java. And so we had to get up at like 4 in the morning, 5.30, 5 in the morning, uh, to take this little pickup truck to the ferry. So, you know, they had benches on the side. And we were sitting and waiting, and it cold. And of course, where it's tropical, so there's hardly any clothes up the other group we brought. And there's this old, 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 short guy 
trying to light his cigarette and he can't because the breeze kept blowing out his match. So I went over and I had this sarong and I just, you know, held it up, broke the wind. He lit his cigarette. I don't think he looked at me. He didn't say thanks, nothing. Just, you know, maybe a little nod. And I didn't expect anything. I just walked over back with my friend. And then the, the bus came and we all got on. And he got off before us. The bus driver doesn't want it us to know how much it is so he's got his back to us and he's trying to give the money to the old man we can't see what it is of course if we did see what it is we wouldn't know what it was because <laughs> we don't understand the coins but that didn't matter no they weren't thinking about that so of course the bus driver turns to get back in and the old guy he's got this handful of coins and he turns around with a big toothless grin and he holds up the hand and he shows us all the change he got <laughs> Basically, this is how much it was, right? And we smiled, laughed, and, you know, he laughed together. He turned around, and off he went, and off the bus driver went. And, and uh, it was, you know, it was just such a fun little interaction that here, 40 years later, I remember fondly. I think the travel teaches us that truly in this world, I say this, 95% of the people that you'll meet, encounter in life are good, not bad. Yes, absolutely. that's right. Yeah, you know, I mean, uh, all of us can agree, uh, the ones who have traveled, uh, there's good and bad people everywhere, and the majority are good, and uh, I think the high majority. So uh, I'm really interested well, in your yes. book. Uh, there are not many people who have written a book, period. I actually, uh, I had the pleasure of writing a book about fatherhood, where I interviewed 100 dads from around the world. It became Amazon bestseller. I'm thinking about writing another book about being a digital nomad. So. I'm curious to know about your book, Nicholas. Uh, tell us a little bit about uh, uh, the origins of the book, um, you know, uh, a little bit about writing it, and uh, the outcome. Um, well, the concept, you know, the concept again came from the fact that as a child, on summer vacations, you know, I was able to leave California and I was brought to Greece for the summer. And, you know, you hear about couch surfing and all this stuff and how people, you know, sharing accommodations now. I mean, haven't we been doing that since the annals of civilization? Didn't probably a caveman crash on his buddy's couch when, you know, when his wife, you know, kicked him out or something, you know, or, you know, so right. he was like to, to learn to make bread at 12 years old in Greece. And, you know, and I go, hey, wait a minute, I've been doing this for, you know, I've been doing this since I was a kid, you know, sharing a ride with somebody, you know, hitchhiking a ride or, you know, a cousin driving me to the beach or um, house, you know, and cooking a meal as a family. So, you know, the concept was respond that way. And then, you know, I guess what really brought it to the forefront probably was Airbnb. I think Airbnb still is a poster child for a sharing economy and putting experiential travel in the minds of more travelers, I think. So that's how the idea became, you know. And then I just sort of ran with it and I said, you know, what are some of the things that I, I've done? I do live part of the year in Mexico, which, you know, I still am appalled when I hear, you know, any, any talks about building walls between the United States and Mexico. I just don't understand that whatsoever. But um, uh, living in a, a foreign country, you really do see that, you know, like I said, that you know, people are as curious to learn about where you're from and what you do as you are to learn about them. And that's yes. what I'm all about, you know, uh, chance encounters. You know, I, there's another saying that, 
I don't know the exact saying. It's a Yiddish saying, and, and my Jewish friends will say, I'll, I'll tell them this, and they'll tell me, don't say this. You're jinxing yourself. And I say this. I don't care. I've been to 85 countries. I've never been mugged. I've never been mugged. They go, no, no, you can't say that because now you're gonna, it's going to jinx you. <laughs> well, you know what? That's going to happen. It's going to happen. But, you know, all about preaching, preaching that we become better world citizens when we travel the world. And it's a shame that only a third of Americans hold a passport. Yes. Wow. Yes, really sad. Yep. And I agree with you. I think it, uh, my, I left Canada in 2017, and I have to say that more often than not, I feel ashamed of my ability as a host in Canada in the past compared to the way I've been treated as a guest in Morocco and Sicily and Greece and Turkey and all the places that I've been. And uh, when I get settled down again, uh, my door will be a lot more open than it was before because uh, I, we just miss out on so much of the, the, the juice of life when tap away instead of sitting down exactly. on the fire with some friends and a glass of wine. Exactly. And there's so many things you can do nowadays. I mean, you know, there are meal-sharing meal apps where you can go to, a, go to a city like London. You're going to London. You can, yes. you can, you can have a local Londoner cook you a meal. You know, you'll pitch in. You'll, yes. pitch in, you'll, you'll pitch in, but you'll eat in someone's home and make new friends. Now, when could you do that so easily before? No. You know, amazing. I got to look for that app now. Nick, thank you for sharing that. Uh, it's actually called meal, meal sharing. Another one is called eat with. Yeah, there's just it just blows my mind. I I discovered local goody, which is G U D D Y, where a local person will take an hour, two hours, three hours, and show you the city that, that they live in. And it's I don't know, ten bucks, twenty bucks, fifty bucks. Uh, you know, it's, they they all have different prices, but some a lot of them are free. And I just think like, wow, like that's. And I actually did that in Skopje. Queen Macedonia, and because I thought, you know, I'm only going to be there for a short period of time. I really want to know the city. Yeah, I could go on a tour, but you know, in this and and so what I, what there was only two people doing it there, and one of them was a photographer. And I've got a very nice camera that I only know how to use ten percent of. In other words, take a picture, <laughs> you know, not take a good picture. So she ended up having the exact as I did. And so we wandered around and we're taking pictures and she's, we're talking about the picture, apertures and all these things. And, and I, I know enough to be dangerous with it. So it was really good to be with an expert and, uh, and it really improved my photography. So uh, I'm a real believer in these, uh, you know, this opportunity to be with the local people doing things. And Absolutely. Also, you know, because of all these apps and websites, you know, it is possible to be toured by a local. Now you can really meet a local before you even arrive in your destination. And, and they'll, they'll meet you at the airport and they'll take you around. It's amazing mm -hmm. what you can do. And you'll see that people, look, everybody wants to get away from the city center, right? They want to go to that neighborhood, you know, they want to go to uh, uh, St. Michel in Paris, anywhere off a little bit, a little bit off the beaten path. They want to have coffee where a local has coffee in a non-discreet neighborhood, maybe. Maybe an artist neighborhood, maybe. They want to go to food markets. 
you know, they want to they want to visit, you know, they want to immersion through 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 food, through culture, through art, through music, through through street music, through murals on, on walls, you know, any any way to live a more authentic travel experience. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, Nicholas, you're officially uh, the second most uh, countries visited out of all of the guests. Uh, we have one uh, lady, her name is Ella, and Ella has been to 104 countries, I think, and you've been to 85. Very impressive. <laughs> I, I'm at to, uh, uh, there's no need to compare, but I think I'm, uh, I'm up to about 65. I'm, uh, I'm trying to visit them all. So, tell us a little bit about how you managed to hit 85 countries, because, like you said, most Americans haven't even been outside the U.S., but for uh, you know people like yourself, you've been to 85. Uh, tell us a little bit about uh, uh, did you do all uh, a lot of them in Europe, then a lot of them in Asia, and a lot of them in Africa, South America, or did you just um, kind of do them all doing a one round the world trip? Tell us a little bit about how you hit 85. Uh, well, I mean, I, again, again, I mean, somehow I was blessed to. I mean, think about it, right? Here's a clueless guy. You know, getting older, looking. Of travel, I mean, what better, what better profession for someone who has a passion for travel than to work in the field of travel, right? So, I will say that um, that played a large role after my trip around the world to see more countries. I saw more countries after I did my big around the world trip, obviously. Than, than right to reach 85 than before because so I, I probably saw I saw more countries 25 years of age to my current age you know in my 50s than I did before 25 but um, I was uh, blessed to go overland from Nairobi to Cape Town so that was in the 90s so I knocked off about 10 countries in Africa on that trip um, I did some later Europe trips where I where I, I knocked off again. I mean, Europe is easy to knock off a lot of countries, right? If you if you are seeking to you know visit more new destinations, the proximity of Europe is is, is easier, right? South America, I, I've hit most places in South America. You know, not not your great land, but you know, I'll, I'll that'll be that'll be my next fifteen as I reach I I, I, I near a hundred, but um. You know, no, it was just a combination of many different things and probably lots of different journeys, really, to be honest. And, uh, you know, this is a typical question, but I'd love to know, what are some of your favorite countries and cities in the world out of the 85 so far? Now, I'm going to tell you something. and, and you, don't, you, know, you, know, you know what I'm supposed to say to that, right? The, I have the, no the, favorite. You know, they all, okay. they all, it's here's like choosing exactly, your favorite child. Exactly. So the proper answer is, the proper answer is, oh, guys, the world is wonderful. Every place I go, I find beauty. The world's a fantastic place. I love every every place I go. Now that said, my wife is Mexican American, so I, I, I like to say I married Mexico. So um, I'm from Greece. I think the the country that took Greece a little bit further, Italy, is amazing. So probably, if I had to say, and I'll be honest, okay, Greece, Italy, and Mexico. And, I, and every year, so I do love the UK. It's like me. My background's <laughs> Indian. My background's Indian. I'm born in Canada. My wife's from the Philippines. So we have a kind of this uh, fusion between Canada and Philippines and India. And those are definitely three of my favorite countries too. But 
Uh, the yeah. United Nations of travel, guys. There you go. There you go. Right. And I want to ask you about your trip uh, from Kenya down to South Africa. And the reason I do is because in February, I'm going to be in Ethiopia. In March, I'm going to be in Kenya. And in April, I'm going to be in Malawi. And then in May, I'm going to be in South Africa. So when you were traveling, what did you? What was your experience of traveling over land? Because I've been wanting to slow down my traveling. We've been talking to a number of people who are traveling over land. They, they want to no planes and go around the world that are as close to no planes as they can. Uh, but I'm really curious of what the experience was like, which is quite a while ago, for you going through Africa. I'm going to tell you something funny, and you guys are going to, I'm going to make you laugh a little bit. Okay, when I was in Kenya, I was heading to, towards Tanzania, the Kenyans told me, you know, you know, you're in Kenya, and we're very good people, but be careful in Tanzania. They're not as nice as we are. you got to be careful. <laughs> and I got to Tanzania. Same thing, heading to Malawi. Well, you know, the Tanzanians are wonderful. We are wonderful people, but uh, when you get to Malawi, you got to be careful. Same thing, on and on. Mozambique, on and on and on through, through Africa. So it's funny how, you know, uh, one, one, one nation will think that, you know, well, rightfully so, they're proud of their people. And, but they'll yes. tell you the next country is, well, you know, these guys are a bit sketchy, you know, you got to be <laughs> careful. And, and what happened everywhere I went? Everyone was kind kind and generous as the as the place i had visited before but it's funny to hear is that funny how to say how how, how you know one nation would say that the next place is uh, a little bit sketchy I don't, i'm not sure if i would I'm, i wouldn't go there if i were you well travel teaches us so many things about people that again that people are just people and chances are they, they want to learn what they want to learn about your culture just as you want to learn about theirs i definitely want to do that at africa overland i mean there's so much to see of the world so now we just folks just in south america we've already done uh, five countries on this continent and it's already uh, going to take us about six months to see this entire continent and definitely africa's one of the next big continents we want to conquer if well, you want to well, well i'll tell you one more thing when people when people ask me in america because americans don't travel that much they'll, they'll say they'll say is it safe in Mexico? And I'll say, you live in Los Angeles. You know something? Trust <laughs> me, you yeah. probably nothing's going to happen to you in LA either, but you have a better chance in LA of something bad happening to you than I do in Mexico. You know, you live in a big city. You live in a large city in America. You know, something can, you know, surely bad things can happen anywhere. So, Nick, tell us a little bit about the world travel list and, and uh, what it's about, what you're dealing uh, with, it, how we can join. The world travelers is a bit of a work in progress, but the concept is when I take it further, for is for it to be a marketing and mingling site for world travelers and anyone who works in the travel industry. My idea is, I don't know, as a Facebook or LinkedIn, maybe with the social side of Facebook, but with the professionalism of LinkedIn, for people to be able to create an account and add to their account photos, videos, and blogs. I don't see anyone doing it quite the way I like it done. So I feel with my connections in the travel industry and my social media connections and um, just in general, that there should be something more like a, like a, well, how do I say this? LinkedIn meets Facebook for travel, I guess. Yeah, sort of. So nice. that's my, 
concept and a little bit more professional than just a Facebook or a LinkedIn, but for travel. Yeah, they definitely. It's still the one industry in the world, guys. Travel, right? It's still the mm -hmm. it's still the industry that look look who's not affected by travel in one way or another. Mm. Yeah, everyone definitely. Yeah, right. they definitely need to be more of a social network for travel. Uh, they seem to be a right. social network for pretty much all the industries around the world. Uh, the only thing I can think of is Travel Massive. I don't know if you guys know that one. Right. Travelmassive.com. Yeah. Uh, there's right. meetups around the world. Yep. People have online yep. profiles. Uh, that's a pretty good, uh, similar to a social network. Uh, absolutely, it is. Yes, it is. It's wonderful. In fact, I, it's funny that I went to London last year for the World Travel Market, and I attended, I, I attended a Travel Massive in London. So sometimes, you know, you it's nice that you can go to a city also and, 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 and mingle with travel people doing travel massive once in a while when it, when it occurs. Yep. Oh, uh, so one of the questions that I have is from the perspective of travel as an industry, there's been a lot of emphasis in the last uh, 40 years, right, where you used to always use a travel agent now a lot of times we do everything online. Uh, are there any things you see coming up that are either disruptive or really exciting in terms of the travel industry? Um, I'm going to tell you guys something that probably a lot of people have a misconception of, and that is that travel agents are non-existent and it's a dying industry. Quite on the contrary, travel agents were never gone. They've never been gone. But if you want to call it making a comeback, which is, again, not exactly true, but if you want to perceive it that way, you can. Um, a lot of people planning a trip don't want to weave through the complex complexities of the Internet, right? And yes. Revelation can assist them in so many ways. You know, if a lot of people will say, look, you have an expertise. If you'll do all the work for me. God bless. Do it. I'll give you a. I'll pay you a fee, a commission, whatever it may be. And and, and you run. You go through the maze of, of, of websites and you, you guide me what to do. I told the guy his daughter's going on her first uh, large, big trip after after college, and he goes, "How do you get to Iceland on the cheap?" Because I have no idea. I said, "Well, there's an airline flying out of San Francisco, a, a low cost airline. She'll have to pay for." Baggage, of course, but she'll travel on Wow Air to Iceland. It's the Puerto Rico nonstop, and it's as low as $99 one way. Wow, it's incredible. Yes, no frills, bring a meal, pack a meal, and, 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 and board the flight. He goes, I never would have known that. Well, just, you know, small things like that that, that maybe a, an expert will know. An expert trip planner will know these things. Excellent points. You almost need an online travel agent because sometimes people don't want to be bothered to drive to the travel agent and talk to them, but they still want the benefits of having a travel agent. Like you said, uh, uh, cutting through the crap online and uh, finding the right deals. Um, yeah, so someone needs to create like an online travel agency, right? Where people can talk like through video and connect with people. Exactly. And, yeah. I mentioned to, uh, to, uh, to a friend of mine going to Europe, blah, blah, har. And he goes, what's that? I go, well... That's ride sharing. It's an app. You go on there. You're going from I don't know Madrid to Barcelona. Share a ride. And he was he goes he goes. Why don't we have that in California? Going from from LA to San Francisco. And I go. 
exactly. Why don't we have that? You know, why do they have that in Europe? We don't really fully have this in America. Is it a car industry? But it's an amazing concept that you can hop in someone's car and go from, I don't know, London to Manchester, you know, Madrid to Barcelona, Lisbon to the Algarve. You know, I mean, it's amazing. You know, there's so many things that we all won't find every app and every website that do all these different things. You know, that, that all these new concepts of, of attempting to live experientially. Yeah, everything, there's so much crowdsourcing. I mean, you just described crowdsourcing car trips. Right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> amazing, huh? Yeah. So we have crowdsourcing couches, you know, sleep on yeah. my couch, couch surfing, crowdsourcing, uh, you know, volunteer opportunities. It just uh, keeps on going. And crowdsourcing taxi services with Uber. Yeah, exactly. It's amazing. Exactly. Uh, so. There's a lot of, also, I was going to say, there's a lot of uh, new sites coming up for um, maybe spending a day of your journey volunteering. Now, we can all do that. We can all probably afford a day, right? Um, a couple of companies that come to mind, one is called uh, Give a Day Local, and another one is called Giving Away. I think the idea of spending a little bit of time doing something, teaching, maybe you have a, a skill you can teach somewhere in the world. Why not? You know, it's a, that's, does. that's a great way to, to meet locals, right? Yes, yes, that's yeah. awesome. And, and, and just, the, the, you know, how great you feel when you help someone else out. And you have a story that you'll be able to tell for years and years and years. Sure. Because whatever happened in that experience, is going to be so unique, so different, so amazing. A lot of the my trip is is spent doing volunteer work, and I'm going to be working with the running uh, club in Ethiopia, and I'm going to be working with um, a school in Malawi. Uh, so I'm looking at places where I can spend two, three, four weeks, and uh, with my area of expertise helping. And sometimes that's just general business, you know, under management stuff, and sometimes it's English. I did some volunteer work in Poland with conversational English for with for Polish students who wanted to speak properly, as opposed to the by the book grammar. But it's, it was really fun. I have to just do a little segue. It was really funny because they would be talking and then they would turn to us and say, "Well, you know, what's the rule on? You know, or if I want to say this, and we're all of us English fluent English native speakers, we're like, we don't know." just talk. <laughs> I don't know what the rule is. <laughs> and they're looking at us like, what? That's why we're here. It's like, we talk English all the time, but we don't necessarily know what the rules are for some of the English that we speak. You know, and it was really quite funny. I agree with you. Everybody has skills that are in demand somewhere else in the world. Absolutely. And teaching English, like you say, especially like in still you know, it used to be a big thing. Oh, I'm going to teach, teach, teach English in Japan. Well, and it's still a big. It's still, you know, Japan, Korea, China. It's still a big, uh, big, a big industry yes. of, of, of travelers extending their journey through. Yes, <laughs> that's right. It's a great. It's a great thing. And, yeah, and you don't like. I didn't have to have a teaching English as a certificate or any of those things. Uh, they just wanted me to be there. And, and to talk, so 
don't discount your skills. Mm -hmm. No, never. Hmm, absolutely. So, Nicholas, you shared a wealth of info about travel. I love all the links and resources. Uh, we'll definitely put those in the show notes. Uh, if people want to purchase your book, uh, join uh, the World Travel List and find out more about you, uh, how can they do that? Well, um, I'm on the little bookstore in the uh, Amazon near you. It's called, uh, actually, it's called Amazon. Uh, <laughs> so you yeah. can find Going Local, Experiences and Encounters on the Road on Amazon. Um, in a few bookstores in uh, in uh, America, the UK, Australia, and Canada, and um, my website is uh, it's also being redone, uh, NicholasContis.com. Uh, running a uh, Kickstarter campaign, which I'm going to be sharing a link to. I'll share it with you guys later on to raise a little bit of funding for pushing. Uh, Yeah, we need a friend in Philadelphia and he's in the United States. He's 62. He's in very good health. He's very afraid to go up to Canada. I went up to Toronto once and I was very scared. <laughs> You don't have to go. He says, I know, I know it's Canada, but I was still really scared when I left. <laughs> but it's not having the experience. Then, you know, once you have the experience of leaving the country and being in another country, it changes things a lot. Like, I wasn't sure how my trip would be, and every day I'm more excited about tomorrow than I've been in a long time. <laughs> well, I always go back to the, back to the uh, St. Augustine quote. World is a book, and those who do not travel only read one chapter. Yes. Yes. That's a great quote. And that's a great way to end up the interview. Nicholas, thanks for your time today. Uh, you know, enjoy your time in Napa Valley. Enjoy your time right. over there in Croatia, and I'm enjoying my time here in uh, Guyana. And uh, if you are listening or watching, make sure you enjoy, and make sure you get on the road as well, because the world is huge. And if you don't uh, travel it, you'll only have read one page. So thanks, everyone, on iTunes. Uh, subscribe to us on YouTube. Uh, make sure you follow us on social media. And uh, make sure you make your, your travel dreams come true as well. Thanks, guys.